here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 222. You can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and any podcasting platform that you prefer to use. Rob McCarron here. Jeff Hawkins joins in just a moment as we begin talk of this week in WWE. want to take a quick moment to thank one of our recurring sponsors, ZipRecruiter. want to thank them for supporting our show. If you are out there looking for some qualified candidates for a position within your company, you have to try ZipRecruiter. Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? It's ZipRecruiter. You have to find the right people for your company to grow as much as you want it to. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else can. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails, no calls to your office, simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and why we've been telling you about it for the last several months. You gotta try it now to find all the most qualified candidates for your job. Right now, listeners to Shake Them Ropes can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. One more time, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. Jeff Hawkins, Rob McCarron, Shake Them Ropes 222 right now. Rob McCarron. You know, we we had some feedback from our last show. Okay. Episode 94. More than one person told me or spoke to others and said that I was a little rude to you, cutting you off, not letting you get picks in, forgetting your your existence, really. Jeff Hawkins. I'm being trolled. Oh, right Jeff, now, Jeff, wait. <laughs> wait, I have breaking news coming into the news desk here. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Daniel, have you ever seen a ghost? Uh... It's a funny thing that when a man hasn't anything on earth to worry about, he goes off and gets married. Robert Frost. This is the week, boys and girls. Yes, that's right. Battleground. Bah. Something old in Jericho. Something new in that all of Raw's big stars are in one match at SummerSlam. Something borrowed in the Great Kali. And something blue in Team SmackDown. And it's Rob's bachelor party. We got enough strippers and cocaine for everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? Here's your host. No, as wait always. a second. <laughs> Why did Alexa Bliss have to be at the cocaine stripper party? She's here for the party. She's oh, here. Okay. She, 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 she was invited. You are She's not the stripper. I She's think, not doing cocaine. Well, no. Okay. That, I mean, she could be doing one of those two things. I mean, she can do whatever she wants at the party. I'm not going to stop her from doing anything. It's just a surprise that she would be the one that you feel is going to be there. 
Rob, I have drunk French existentialist Ryback drinking wine. I have all the characters in my arsenal. Oh, all, okay. All three of them. All three. Yeah. This <laughs> thing. Well, we'll see so if, that I can pull out at any moment for we your will see, We will see if drunk existential Ryback shows up at some point later. This is the bachelor party because I am not having one. This may as well be the bachelor party. Uh, yeah. Getting married this weekend, man. It's coming up quick. It's you a grown up and stuff. Does it though? I think so. Does it really? Does it have to? Either that or she's marrying a child. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself a child, uh, by any means. I am, uh, I am of age. I'm very old. I am the oldest man here. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, let's put it this way. You, you got another human being to be able to tolerate you, which is more than I can say. Unbelievable. At times. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, uh, it's truly stunning. I don't know. Pray for her, everybody. Are you excited or scared or happy or just want it to be over with? What, what's what's your what's your mindset? I kind of want the week. I mean, I'll be excited on uh, on the day. You know, uh, the ceremony. It'll be cool. It'll be fun. It'll be great to see family. I, I'm ready for it to kind of be over with. You know, the whole the whole planning of everything and the week itself. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not nervous. I'm not feeling like anxiety. Like this isn't uh, okay. oh talk me down from running away. You know, you no, don't no, have to do but that. You're, you're you're certain of your decision. Is, is oh yeah. I'm, oh, okay. very certain of the decision. I and mean, you're, and you're and you're ready for all the free crap that people are going to be sending you. Send gifts, please. Mm-hmm. If you're out there, we're registered at Bed Bath and Beyond. So uh, so get out there and buy me gifts. Everybody. My gift arrives Thursday, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, that I don't think that's true. That was that was Jeff doing a radio bit, everybody. Oh, what do we got to talk about here? What do we got to talk about? You know what I want to start with? Go, go for it. I want to start with this whole Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins deal. Oh, you, you know, you know, there's one fan out there who's going to be very mad at you if, if you if you go after Dean. But go ahead. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you a story. And the story isn't really a story. I just said that for no reason, apparently. <laughs> I uh, I did not watch the opening segment of Raw. Very busy week, everybody. Very busy week. I did not. I had to pick and choose what to view. Okay. This is going to be a very Jeff Hawkins heavy show. Let oh. me find a way to make it not a Jeff Hawkins heavy show. And while I do that, you will also find a way to see how I can uh, how I can BS my way through a lot of the wrestling of this week. We're that's what's gonna ha- that's what's gonna be happening. <laughs> did not watch the opening promo. What I did watch, however, was the main event of Raw: Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose against the Miztourage. That's right. It's 2017. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas in the main event of a Raw. That's a miracle in itself. But anyway, I bet they've been in main events before. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas is a part of Nexus. I'm pretty sure they've been in main events before. This isn't new to them. They're main event veterans. Hold on. Number one, Bo Dallas, never a member of Nexus. Number two, Curtis Bo Axel. Bo Dallas, what? Bo Dallas was never a member of Nexus? This no, is unbelievable was. to me. Hus- Husky Harris. Ah, Husky Harris was. That's right. Whatever happened to him? Man, that guy, that guy had potential. And he's just, he, he's probably on the indies right now, just doing nothing. Well, fat slob, Husky Harris. Did the Axel Triple H feud ever main event? Oh, didn't they have a match on Raw once? They had like three of them and, and he kept winning by count out, but I'm not sure <laughs> that was, but, but continue your story, please. 
Um, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, that, that ending match was pretty hyped. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was a fun little deal, but what I loved because these guys, if you are unaware, formerly were teammates as members of a group called the shield. We've seen the Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns tease where they've been on the same side here and there ever since the breakup. Obviously, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose have been on the same side since the breakup. They've done tag team matches together. This is now, and these were two really the two most heated rivals coming out of that Nexus uh, or the uh, Shield breakup. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, those were the two who really hated each other the most. Dean Ambrose was fighting for, uh, was fighting for the group, for the legacy. He was fighting against this guy who betrayed the team when Roman Reigns was kind of going off and battling Randy Orton and doing a singles run shortly after that breakup. Now we're getting to the the third round of the teasing back together again, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. And I thought they handled it super well. Like they're they're fighting a common enemy right now. Dean Ambrose in this main event match, especially as they get the victory, was reliving some of the past glory. He was super excited. He was getting into it. And Seth Rollins goes for the little fist bump, like, hey, you know, we were members of the Shield. We were we were teammates once before. Let's be pals again. And Dean Ambrose wasn't quite wasn't quite ready to uh, relive those memories. Wasn't quite ready to get back in bed, so to speak, with Seth Rollins. And I thought that was in a world where WWE kind of just does these things, just do them. You could have fully expected that Dean Ambrose would put the fist out and that would be a like happy, you know, ending to Raw. Boom, boom, boom. These guys are are closer again. But Dean Ambrose isn't quite ready to let Seth Rollins back into the fold or let Seth Rollins uh, basically forgive him for what happened with the Shield. Not ready to happen. There's more to this story. Seth Rollins is going to have to work for the repairing of the friendship with Dean Ambrose. Didn't really have to work that hard for the repairing with the Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was like, yeah, sure, why not? What the hell? Dean Ambrose going to make him work for it. And this adds, finally, a level to Dean Ambrose that he has not had. There's no props involved with this. There's no wacky shenanigans where he doesn't care about any consequences. This is Dean Ambrose, the real guy, who's getting over the Seth Rollins betrayal, but not quite ready to mean... Uh, or to say to Seth Rollins that, hey, all is forgiven. You're welcome back. It's like, you can you can prove yourself. I won't hold it against you anymore, but I'm not quite ready for you to be all the way back. I thought it was a very cool main event finish. I thought it was a very cool uh, cliffhanger to Raw, something that we don't see all the time. We get a lot of bookended shows where there's little self-contained storylines throughout the show, and they end on Raw, and then, boom, next week is another show, and nothing means anything. Finally, a consequence. Finally, a cliffhanger. Like, what's going to happen with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins? Are we closer to a Shield reunion? Does it matter if we are? And where might Roman Reigns play into this later on? That This uh, was a cool Raw finish. I, I agree. I, I'm liking this story. I think it was set up quite well by the promo before that where Dean says, you only have to f- worry about three people. I have to worry about four. I thought that was a cool little line. Uh, this story would have a lot more resonance with me if they hadn't already done a Shield reunion at one point when when Seth was a heel and the other two were baby faces, or if they had just stopped mentioning the Shield over and over again on television. I think this would have a little bit more weight to it. But as it is, it's very strong. Um, as for your speculation, I don't think Roman's involved with this. 
at all because he is touting the one against all stuff. Oh, he's, he's the he's he's, he's the ruthless. Yet. He's Mr. Ruthless Aggression. Right now, he's Mr. Yes. I'm standing on my own. Yeah. Um, but Dean Ambrose but, is the final piece. If Seth Rollins gets Dean Ambrose on the side, eventually all three will be on the same side. Like the only what would be really cool as a an extra layer to the story is if is if Roman Reigns was like eventually turned heel and now he's the one who's not with those two. Like Dean Ambrose takes three years to forgive Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns have never feuded, but Roman Reigns is on the wrong side. Like or yeah, or or when you know they get the pin against whoever they they're facing, and then Dean just hits him with a chair, and you're not sure if he's actually turned heel and forgiven or if he's just holding a grudge. I mean, I think I think they could play that up. Although the rumor that they're going to be in the tag team title division uh, for SummerSlam, I don't need another set of bickering tag team partners. I just went that went through that with Cesaro and Sheamus. I don't need that with these two, but I like the story so far. I uh, I was a big fan of it. I was a big fan of seeing where this goes. Um, you know, who knows if it ends up being a big thing. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins certainly could. Uh, they could cross paths one day again. Who knows? What if uh, What if Brock Lesnar does indeed lose the championship and Roman Reigns becomes the champion, the universal champion on Raw, and all of a sudden Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are cast into the title picture and Roman Reigns is the champ. There could be your obstacles there back to to uh, stopping them from reuniting is they're all going for the same championship again. Right. There are a lot of different layers to the story. I don't by any means expect the shield to be reuniting or even Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins to be reuniting anytime soon. It was a cool little layer to this story that, you know, eventually will lead to the reunion of those three. And it's going to be a huge deal. And it, yes. it's going to be years and years in the making. Roman Reigns might be this big, huge star. But the big event in all their careers is going to be the reuniting of the shield. And they need a force big enough to warrant them coming together. That That's the other thing. That's and that and that determine. force is building in NXT right now as Riddick Moss and Tino Sambatelli make another TV <laughs> appearance. That force is coming on. Strong. They need a third. I'm not who the third should be yet. Riddick Moss, Tino Sambatelli. Maybe, maybe Jason Jordan brings them up and Jason Jordan is mega heel to Roman Reigns, mega baby face. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. So we didn't do a post show for Battleground, so let's give the quick and dirty one minute. I'm going to give my one minute review. Tag team match was spectacular. Love that 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 Xavier Woods finally got a pinfall. Um, everything else sucked other than the Singh brothers bumping like mad. How about that? Yeah, Battleground sucked. It was boring. I fell asleep during it. Uh, mm-hmm. Great Kali returned. Hooray, Great Kali. Uh, choked out Randy Orton. Randy Orton making it very easy to get to that second cage, wondering why the first 20 minutes was spent with them trying to slide through a door that was opened. Didn't seem to matter much. Uh, we did not get the full reveal of who was attacking the fa- the uh, fashion police's office. It's no. Supposed, it's supposed to be revealed. Nope. Instead, it was another comedy segment with the Ascension. It was funny. It was interesting. It was a and cool we- moment. Yeah. And we were told it would it would continue tonight, and it did not. So, no, yeah, what's happening here? I I was watching SmackDown thoroughly, and I didn't get a Fashion Files. Mm. See that that was one of the examples of me BSing my way through. Yeah, you're not watch, supposed to say that on the air. I didn't watch SmackDown. Okay. What I did watch, I watched certain things of SmackDown. I was uh, flipping through it uh, when I had moments. Um. This fashion it was a files. strong show, I thought. Well, before we get show. to the strong show, I want to finish on this fashion files thing. 
who the hell is dominating both Fondango and Tyler Breeze? Who is attacking them with the lights out? Who is it, Jeff? I want answers. Harper and Rowan. So you think it's Luke Harper and Eric Rowan? I think Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are absolutely the most likely to be doing it if you're looking at the SmackDown roster. It seems like they're the most likely. The other option is Sanity. Yeah, I read that. The other option is Sanity. But the thing is, it would have to stretch out for another month because Sanity is in the tag team title scene at NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be doing the... I mean, I know they did it with the Women's Revolution two years ago where they were on Raw and Sasha was still appearing in NXT. I don't think that's happening here. I don't think we're going to be seeing Sanity on SmackDown and NXT over the next month. So I don't really think it's going to be them. Plus, you got Eric Rowan and you got Luke Harper. You got a tag team scene that needs some new blood in it. It makes the most sense for it to be those two. Yes. Sanity close second. Only second, really. Distant second, maybe. But the only team. Other than Harper and Rowan, that could be that. Um, anyway, uh, on SmackDown, quite the uh, quite the main event match we got next week. Quite the two main event matches we got next week. Yes, to look forward to. Shinsuke Nakamura and John Cena is a match that's happening on TV next week. That is a thing that is happening on free television. Uh, I don't think this is going to end up being a clean finish. Can't I, I don't possibly be, but also that would mean both title pictures on Raw and SmackDown, the title matches at WrestleMania or SummerSlam rather, would be made because you couldn't get clean finishes to number one contender matches. True. Like, does Baron Corbin get involved and they make it another four way, and we have two four ways? Does Randy Orton get involved? I don't think. Uh, see, I I think Baron Corbin gets involved, but that's you know they may have like a match for like the Money in the Bank briefcase. They could they could peel them out for another match somewhere down the road. I don't think they need to make that a multi-person match yet. They're, they're going on their instincts of basic things that they do, but they're repetitive. Like, I mean, for example, I I could have done without the pull apart on raw because I found it contrived after a while about, you know, you hold the baby face back. Then he comes, then Roman spears, a guy just let him fight for once. You know, (laughs) I just, you don't, you know, you have referees and security and then the locker room of geeks. I just, it was, it was, I, I liked it up until the pull apart. Like Joe sucker punching Roman was different. I liked that. That was cool. But yes, the, the screwy finish to set up three ways and four ways. And we have so many of those on every single show now. I'm, I just, and, and the major shows become multi-person clusters i i just i i just want a simple one-on-one story told from beginning to end and to have a stipulation at the end for the blow-off that's all i want what was the biggest thing uh well john cena and shinsuke nakamura uh we also have kevin owens and aj styles on smackdown this week chris jericho returned to be a bridge to get in the title back to aj after kevin owens won the title at battleground so the last time we talked between now and the last time we talked, two U.S. title changes, very controversial, a lot of internet sleuths trying to figure out what may have happened, if anything. Uh, what did you make about the story behind the U.S. championship over the last week, with AJ eventually getting the win, and now next week, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, one-on-one, uh, happening before SummerSlam. Who knows if those two will even be paired together at SummerSlam? I don't think they will. What What's going on? 
I think they're just putting the belt back and forth to make the feud seem important. That's all. I, I don't. I don't view it as. You know, as for the battleground match, I don't really know. I, I don't, and it 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 was a surprise to me that uh, that they had AJ drop the belt, and then it was a surprise to me that they had Jericho. Although good for them for bringing up continuity that Jericho was still owed a number one or still owed a title rematch, so they just decided to do it on the show. I'm glad they didn't do a three way at SummerSlam. Uh, I I still tend to think that we may be getting the AJ Nakamura blow off or at least the one shot match at SummerSlam. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a, that's a strong possibility. Uh, you know, uh, I also could see it possible that they just, <laughs> we could have a multi-person ladder match at SmackDown for the intercontinental title. And they're putting in these guys from SmackDown on it, even though we just got through money in the bank. I think that'd be a bad idea. Um, I, I toyed with the idea maybe they just switch the U.S. title back and forth every week. They keep invoking rematches until hey, we need us we need a stipulation to finish this this feud once and for all. I, I I toyed with that idea for a moment, but I think I think somehow AJ wins it next or AJ keeps it next week, and then they they find things for Owens to do. Yeah, I could see uh, Kevin Owens and like a Randy Orton getting involved. Yeah. Although I can see all these guys in the world title picture too. It's very strange. Um, mm-hmm. AJ Styles with the U.S. championship. Um, if there is some type of wacky finish with John Cena and Shinsuke Nakamura, like I, I'd be clamoring for a Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles match on one of these big shows. I feel like they should wait till WrestleMania, but if they could do it on SummerSlam, that's not too shabby either. As long as they give them some time, but the story's got to make sense. I don't think you can rush. I mean, Next week, if you do John Cena Shinsuke and Shinsuke loses, how does he get hot again in time for an AJ Styles match? How does that happen? There has to be interference in that match if Shinsuke is going to lose. Now, what would blow my mind is if they let Shinsuke win and have a match against Jinder. Can you imagine the number of freakouts online about the thought of Jinder Mahal beating Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that would... I mean, Jinder's great. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, the Singh brothers will be able to do another stunt that'll make us all forget how I, poor Jinder is. I just don't buy them doing Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal right now. Oh, I can no, understand John Cena, and I can understand how in New York you might actually give John Cena the loss. Although John Cena beating Jinder and going for a couple of months as champion heading to Survivor Series, yeah, he could he could lose to Shinsuke at Survivor Series. He could lose to Kevin Owens. He could lose to Randy Orton. I don't know. So maybe we are getting the run... Uh, the end of the run of Jinder Mahal. Here. Oh no, Jinder doesn't. Jinder doesn't drop it until Survivor Series. Okay. I think. Okay. Well, then he's got to beat Shinsuke or John Cena, and I think he's beating John Cena. He's beating John Cena. All right, he's going to beat John Cena on pay per view. A tremendous feat for anybody. And then I I don't know how you get John Cena. Uh, if you give John Cena the win, I don't know how you get Shinsuke Nakamura to AJ, even if there is interference. If it's interference by Randy Orton or Kevin Owens, because how the hell is AJ Styles interfering in that match? That would make no sense. Yeah, so how there's does a lot Shinsuke of this going around in the title? company because I'm, I'm, you know, I thought the match on Monday between Bailey and Sasha was really good, but I don't understand the point of reheating Bailey right now because I don't think she's gonna. I don't give her the title. Can she, can she the title beat Alexa, Alexa Bliss? Because I, I, I just. 
I, this, I see Nia as the end game. This I, I whole SummerSlam deal is so weird because you also have that on the women's title side on SmackDown. Natalia wins the number one contendership match. Now you're building up to Natalia and Naomi for SummerSlam, where I don't think that match is going to happen at SummerSlam. If it does, it's on the pre-show, and who knows if it happens at all. I think you get a cash-in. I think, I think that match is for the cash-in. I, I do. I think Carmella cashes in. We ran a, uh, I ran a poll right after Battleground. Uh, the only question I asked at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, will Natalia versus Naomi for the SmackDown women's title happen on the SummerSlam pre-show or the main show? And right now, 37% say kickoff show, 35% say it won't end up happening at all. So huh. only 30% think it's actually going to happen at SummerSlam. What's the, the logic behind that? Well, because if Natalia and Naomi, Natalia and Naomi pre-show match, you're you have a four hour show, but you have look at what they're building so far on Raw and SmackDown and tell me there's room for that match or there's room for a Kevin Owens singles match if he's not in the US title picture or room for a fashion police tag team match. There's going to be three matches on this pre-show and it's yeah. not going to be the Raw women's title match. So if oh, you're going to put one, there's of, four, I think there's going to be four matches on this pre-show. I think it's going to be a two hour pre-show and a four hour main show. It's going to be like huge. It, it's going to be very long, going to be very yeah. long, but I, I was just, I don't even know. I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with the women's title on SmackDown. I don't care to predict what they're doing. I just wanted to see what everyone else's reaction was. Cause my initial reaction was, I don't know if that's happening. I don't know if it's happening, and if it is, I don't know if it's happening on the main show with everything else that's going to be going on. Because there's Natalia, a better chance, well, there's a better chance of Naomi and Natalia being on the main show than Charlotte and Becky being on this show at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, if it was Charlotte versus Naomi, if it was Becky Lynch versus Naomi, hell, if it was Lana versus Naomi again, I think all of it. I don't one. buy Natalia as a pay-per-view main show wrestler here in 2017. I don't buy it. Okay. And that's not a shot at her skills or anything. It's just Natalia. No, I, She's been in the company for 18,000 years. No, my logic is that they put on the main show to, to show the cash in. That would be the only if, reason. If they're going to cash it in that night, yes. If they do it that night, then that would be on the main show. And that makes sense. And then, and then I, I feel like, in theory, you would have that match in the main show. It, ha it could be Natalia, because who the hell cares? Who the hell cares if Natalia wins or if Natalia loses or if she's screwed out of the title? No one cares. That match would be completely for the story of Carmella cashing in. And that's the only way it gets on the main show. Mm. It's the only way. The Raw Women's title match will be on the main show. Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, maybe that's even a match on the undercard on the kickoff show. Maybe they're just at ringside. Maybe they're just backstage watching on the TV. And that's all you see. How about that Emma squash? Emma got killed by Naya on Monday, like legitimately murdered. Yeah, and they they brought they brought her history of the women's revolution, and she's been mouthing off a bit on Twitter. I you know I was disappointed by that. I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I but it's what they want the women's division to be, and they know what they're they they have their vision of what it is, and we have our vision of what we want to be. Look, I I'm still, and just to just to kind of parallel it with SmackDown. I think the Lana redemption story is on. I think this is a story Ugh. of some kind where Lana learns how to win. She learns I how to do. win and she learns how to win from Tamina. Yeah. Or she beats Tamina to get the first win. 
Well, that I mean, would be, it's a, one that of would those... be a redemption story. That would just be, oh, LOL, Tamina sucks. That's it. Look, I, yeah, no, I, I just, it, it's, it's, it. there's obviously a story here because they wouldn't have, look, we thought she was dead after the two losses to Naomi and then she was going to get, go, go to like the, you know, go to the land of Dana Brooke. But right now, they're, they've invested some time. This this feels like a, a, a Vince being stubborn move that he's going to get Lana over somehow. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Jason Jordan getting singles wins over nobodies. Uh, how long? Jason Jordan probably not getting a match on SummerSlam, would he? I mean, does Kurt Angle do him the favor and have him face like Heath Slater or somebody on SummerSlam? Because that's another match that would bump this Natalia thing to the pre-show. Oh man, I, I really don't know. I, I think he, I think this is Jordan on camera as opposed to getting in a match. I, I do. I, I don't. I don't see him because I can't think of anybody that they they'd feed. There's no low level heel other than Kurt Hawkins, maybe that they they could do. Kurt Hawkins, so bad. It's I, raw. I just yeah. It, <laughs> raw, it's interesting. Raw wore me you out. Know? Raw wore me out, and I didn't even watch any of it. <laughs> I am still amazed. There's a lot about just the, 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 the disconnect between NXT and the main roster and who makes it and who doesn't and, and why they see someone as something in one place and another in the other. Just can, this Elias Sampson thing. He's he great. Is, he's fantastic. Elias, he's over Elias, on this main oh, roster. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's a fun little gimmick. It's a fun little, fun little gimmick that eventually... It's the kind of gimmick that makes people mm. laugh backstage and they can put it uh, on fire there. My also, favorite part... He also about looks the part. He looks, like a, yeah. he looks like a tough guy. He's tall. He's tall. He's dark. He's got the, uh, he's got the uh, body hair. Looks like a guy who can uh, squeeze a bear's head into smithereens. My favorite part, though, about every Elias Sampson match mm-hmm. is the is the moment where Michael Cole goes into this oh, geez. farcical yarn the stories about <laughs> where Corey's just I, apoplectic. I heard one day that, that that the Drifter was outside of an NXT show playing his guitar, and the police were called. And Corey Graves is just like that was the stupidest story, and that didn't even happen. I was there at the time. Drifter wasn't even present. I heard once he was Blowing at Almond Bro- he was at an Almond Brothers show and they asked him up there to guest on Whipping Post and and Elias Sampson said no because you know whatever it was you know there there there's the one about Eric Clapton I found funny yeah it's it's my favorite part is where Cole is obviously being fed something to say and, and now it's just become a bit that lives on in its own and now Booker is joining in on double teaming Corey about not liking the Drifter. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, there's just so much going on. So much going on. What else in the world of WWE this week? Because I'm I'm both uh, fired up about WWE with the, the new faces and the main events and the chaos going on around. And you got so many things happening. The main Young Classic, 205 Live, What's Gonna Survive, See? Talking Smack is over. There's a lot of questions right now. I can't tell, though, if it's an exciting time or a troublesome time where they're just trying to figure out what the hell's working and, and go from there. I, I don't I, know what to feel. I go with the latter. I think they're in a, a bit of a panic right now because of the ratings are trying to get 
both shows heated up at the same time because they're going to Vince's moves, you know, big guys break up tag teams, bring a nostalgia act for SmackDown. Um, th- this, this SummerSlam feels like a glorious mess to me right now because it could be great potentially, but it also feels like, it also feels like it's it's just, you know, a lot of stuff slapdash together and trying to find a feud somewhere in there. You know, I mean, look, the spectacle of watching four big men beat on each other, I'm all in for that. Don't get me wrong. That Brock four-way is going to be interesting depending on, <laughs> you know, you're going to get the brawn strength spots. You're going to get your your basic, you know, here's where we make Roman look good. You know, Joe may get a little bit of offense here and then Brock's going to suplex a bunch of guys. You're going to get all the hits. Now, whether or not that that makes it a nice, fluid match, I don't know. That's my question. Is this Brock Lesnar's last match in WWE? I don't buy the UFC thing. I'm sorry. I I understand he may want the money, but I also think Brock Lesnar is not a fan of training camps. <laughs> just just from his last struggles before the Mark Hunt fight. I, I I think he's using it as leverage, but I think eventually he'll re-sign with the WWE. Resign with the WWE, or maybe he just goes away. There there's the option that he, he just does neither, right? He has FU money, as as they used to say about CM Punk. So go I back mean, in he the has, farm. Yeah, he can go to the Saskatchewan wilderness with his hot wife and 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 live the life of a rural Canadian not being bothered by anybody. Uh yeah, and for those who don't know the uh the lovely lady that Jeff was referring to in such crude terms um and, is Emelina. Uh Brock Lesnar did <laughs> did marry and have a child, I believe, with uh with Emelina, formerly of WWE Raw fame. Um <laughs> What else in the world of WWE this week? Show me, uh, show me, or tell me what you have, what you need to discuss, what's going on in your head. What did you view with your eyeballs from Battleground, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, uh, WWE Afterburn, Main Event, uh, Superstars, uh, Live Wire, Super Astros. What did, what did you see this week that you uh, that you haven't gotten off your chest yet? I have no interest in the Great Khali. <laughs> I don't. Well, Natalia um, does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've I've been over most of the major points I want to get to. I loved the Usos beatdown of of the New Day. I thought they they did that very very creative. Uh, they attacked New Day during when he said, "Aw, don't you dare be sour," and you could hear them getting beat up during the intro, and then it was just a vicious vicious beatdown on the ramp. As they go out, that was that was quite good. Even though this feud must continue now because there are no other tag teams, um, you know, and we get Enzo running his mouth and getting beat up again. That that's pretty much the only things we didn't hit for the most part that I can think of because there's not a lot of major news going on, is there? Uh, no, there's no major news going on. Nothing is happening right now. Uh, WWE is reporting their third or second quarter results. Uh, there are rumblings out there about possible releases heading into the, the late summer, early fall. Uh, there are, we've been ta- talking about it for like six months for a year, almost 
there are a lot of talents currently on this roster that aren't being used that much. I mean, Grand Metallic, by the way, if you weren't aware, is signed to WWE. Oh, there's something we didn't bring up, by the way. There's a lot of talent who aren't being used, just saying. And they report results, and uh, some of them might not be with WWE much longer. The the purple branding of 205 Live is dead. Oh, is it? What happened? What color did they go to? No, I mean, in terms of on, on the main shows, they're not taping up the ropes anymore. Well, that's good. It's about time. So, I mean, that, that may be on its last legs, too, unless they get a major talent infusion and an overhaul. 205 Live. Uh, I, well, we saw step one of the Tuesday night rebrand. I mean, they removed Talking Smack. So maybe yeah. maybe the live events are, are soon to follow on the chopping block. Maybe we don't get any live wrestling on Tuesdays. Maybe they move something else into that. Maybe they do the UK show if they ever want to get that going again. Oh, a correction, too, by the way, from last week's show. Mm. We were talking about uh, how Pete Dunne, ever since he won the title, hasn't been seen on any TV. Apparently, he did have that one match with Danny Burch uh, on NXT TV, like the week after, two weeks after. But still, the point was he hasn't been around. And that match on TV was a month and a half ago. It's a long time. He hasn't been mentioned. He hasn't been seen. Yes, he was on TV for one match on NXT television, but it's been a while. He's the UK champion. He defends the belt on other non-WWE shows, but not mentioned on WWE. So if they were to start a UK show right now, it's kind of cooled off a bit. I mean, you had the UK tournament in January. It's been a long time. If you don't continue to put them on NXT TV or, or reference them on Raw or SmackDown, if you were just to create a UK show right now, no one's going to watch it. It's going to be another 205 Live with even less buzz. Yeah, it's an ancillary title that, that they say was important, and they haven't made it all that important. Although they, they aren't defending it on, in shows in the UK. So... I don't know. It's an interesting strategy. Is that enough, to, though? I mean, is that enough to defend it on? It's not for us. Eight hundred sheet show, indie shows. It's not the, the the belt isn't for us. It's well, for no. whoever's in the UK. Right, but so, even I if mean, you were a UK fan, is that enough? Is that enough? If you were to have, say, you had the Intercontinental Champion right now, if you had the Miz, um, and and Miz is a is a big star, people would follow. But if you had Say Heath Slater right now was your Intercontinental Champion and he was never mentioned on TV, never on television, Raw, SmackDown, NXT even, or whatever. And he would just defend the belt every other week at a uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic show or not even like maybe a PWG show here and there. Would it matter outside of the bubble that actually pays attention to PWG shows? And is that enough for WWE fans to actually know what's going on? Yeah, you have a lot of issues here because you have guys that you could be using on this show. Well, you have, well, I mean, (laughs) I mean, for this UK, I'm going to hear that on Saturday, probably quite a few times. I mean, here, here, here's, here's some issues for the UK belt. One of your major competitors is a huge guy that's, that's, that's on NXT right now, Andrew McIntyre. He could be a possible thing, but if you put him on there, he's dwarfing everybody that was in the tournament other than Wolfie for the most part. Then you have guys like Neville and Jack Gallagher who could be going for this tile, but then that dampens the 205 division. This is really an in-between thing where you have a bunch of small UK guys and a couple of bigger ones 
and 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 it's it's like and then you have all this other UK branded talent you could be using stuck because you decide to pigeonhole them. It's it's a very tough situation for them and or you could just do what 205 mistakes was was basically you have them only four guys in the division and they keep fighting each other until everybody gets so bored that nobody cares about it anymore. We got our glow review coming up and if you're looking for great quality food to enjoy while watching glow on Netflix. You got to try Blue Apron. We've been telling you about it for months on Shake Them Ropes. Blue Apron has been great to us. It's time for you to try Blue Apron. I try it every single month. I love Blue Apron. I've been with Blue Apron for about a year now. Great food comes right to your door. Simple meals to cook, but a great quality home food experience. They are the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. That's right. Blue Apron. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. So whether or not you're feeding a family, whether or not you're just trying to cook for yourself, you don't want to go to the fast food as much anymore, you got to try Blue Apron. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers all across the U.S. And because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for the recipe, they are reducing food waste. So it's not only healthy, but it is smart, too. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. And those who spend a lot at restaurants or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal with Blue Apron. You really have to try it if you haven't gotten on it already, guys. Affordable. The variety of food. It's a flexible schedule. It's easy and it's guaranteed. All the pillars Blue Apron promises to you. Right now, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. That's right, free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash shake. That's blueapron.com slash shake. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. Blueapron.com slash shake. That's blueapron.com slash shake. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And now it is time for some glow talk. Okay. I watched, uh, episode four. This, uh, this was a more of a ebb than a flow episode for me because I, I liked it, but I did not love this episode because I, my, my problem with it was, uh, I have an issue with, with the, with the trope of the actress who's really acting in real life and not able to deal with reality type of gimmick that the she wolf was doing here. I, I had a, you know, it's kind of a, it, it's, it's the bad attempt to do commentary when, when you just telling the straight ahead story would do. Um, but, but overall I liked the rest of the episode. They, they take the, the, he gorgeous ladies of wrestling. They decide the problem here is camaraderie and needing to focus on doing the actual show. So they put them up, in a hotel in lovely, lovely Van Nuys, California, which is a joke only for Southern Californians. Uh, Van Nuys, not the best part of Los Angeles, uh, to be honest with you. Um, gosh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You were just I mean, what happened there was you were just demeaning part of your home state and got so much joy into meaning Van Nuys that you lost track of where you were. I used to live in Van Nuys. Were you self-pitying the there or something? Because what happened oh, there? I don't. Know. Okay. I was trying to think of what to, what to say here, but uh, you know they, they're they're continuing the uh, 
the the story uh, of of they're fleshing out kind of Mark Maron's background, and I yep. did enjoy mm-hmm. um, I, I did enjoy the 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 cameos from Carlito and uh, and Tyrus, former Shake Them Ropes guest Tyrus. Yes, that's right. That's true. Yes, uh, follows you, not me. <laughs> Does he? Uh, he used to. Does he follow? Uh, let's see. Uh, check out the famous followers. We got Titus O'Neil. We got. Uh, that's about it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out. You keep going. I'm trying. I'm. I'm. Try, I watched the episode today, and I'm having problems remembering plot uh, subplots. But I, I did like the. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to understand the the point of showing the Mark Marin dating tape in the middle of in the middle of the thing, other than as a. Was it supposed to be a gag, or was it supposed to actually give some sort of depth to the Mark Marin character? That, oh, that, oh, that was something that confused me a bit. Well, a little depth to the Mark Marin character, but it does play into things later on in the show. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. It, it's something. There, there are a few things, actually, that end up playing parts in later shows that you wouldn't really expect. Like, they're just one-shot deals. And you end up looking back on like, oh, that's why they set it up that way. Ruth is still Ruth, still searching for some sort of identity within her own world within this show. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember uh, Liberty Bell, her friend. Uh, Rich Summer returns mm-hmm. to the cast. Yep, he's back. <laughs> Acquaintance of the Jeff, Rich Summer. Um <laughs> returns and decides to demand his house back. So the only person not living at the hotel is now forced to do it in a very, very convenient twist of the plot. And, um, and we end with, with Ruth sleeping outside due to not getting along with Shayna. And on the opposite side of the pool, her former best friend in a moment of symbolism that seemed a bit forced to me, but I understood it. And I, I, you know, I thought it was cute. Um, what else in the, what what did you notice in this episode uh that that you liked? I liked the I liked the Machu Picchu characterization quite a bit. Um the the gag of of when the producer decides to pretend that they're married or boyfriend and girlfriend and just the reaction, you guys need to learn to sell better. I thought that was that was a great gag and the gag of uh uh Kate is it it's Kate Nash, right? Uh yes, Kevin Nash's daughter Kate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the kind of the, the wink and nod to current wrestling of well, what if hugging's her gimmick? I thought that was pretty, pretty funny too. Um, there were some special, there, there are some, uh, cute little like, um, tidbits in there. Kind of like that where they reference like current wrestling or current, just uh, pop culture in general. Well, in the uh, credits, the in the credits, even one of the uh, one of the uh, when when they show the the outlines of the ladies wrestling or something, yeah. one of those is directly lifted from Sasha and Bailey mm-hmm. at Takeover Brooklyn, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, no, they 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 do make uh they do make certain kind of comments that are anachronistic, I think, at times, or at least self aware that they're in a show about wrestling, so they will make a comment about wrestling that I that for some reason always pops me i i enjoy that um but this is kind of a table setting episode there's not a lot happens in it we get uh a little bit of characterization but i think we're just kind of setting up uh 
friction for later. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because we're starting to get into the meat of the season. I mean, that we're we're heading into the middle parts where a lot of stuff starts happening. Um, so we're getting into some things. We're getting into some things. Uh, it was another interesting episode. I mean, like I said, I wasn't bored during any of the episodes. Uh, I wasn't bored. I just It's just that there are certain ones that are stronger to me than others. Right, and it, right. seems like it seems to be like every other one is strong to me. Yeah. And, but the ones that are weaker are the are the kind of the table setting episodes so that the next one can be stronger, I think. I think that, that that's kind of the pattern that I'm sensing right now. John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura is pro wrestling in 2017. Think about that. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.